This episode is brought to you by NordVPN. Listen up, nerds. No. Good evening, Mr. and Mrs. America, from border to border and coast to coast and all the ships at sea. What? Hello, friends. Do you have a computer? Of course you do, because it's not 1987. Hell, you're listening to this on some kind of computer right now. But do you have a VPN? Oh, (laughs) what's a VPN, you ask? Well, my friend, a VPN is a virtual private network and it offers two key benefits. Enhanced privacy and security online. But VPNs do a lot more than that. VPNs shield your IP address, change your browsing location, and make online life easier. It's all about safety and security, my friends. But, like everything else in life, it's also about watching TV. Don't let your paid subscriptions go to waste. I use NordVPN to access my home content while I'm traveling. Wink, wink. Plus, secure your connection on public Wi-Fi in airports, hotels, cafes, anywhere you go when you're traveling. There's over 6,300 servers in 111 countries, and you can find a nearby server for the best VPN speeds. NordVPN is easy to use. Connect with one click or enable auto-connect for zero-click protection. And it's got amazing speed. NordVPN is one of the fastest VPNs out there. And with just one NordVPN account, you can use it on six devices. It supports every major platform, Windows, Android, iOS, Mac OS, Linux, even Android TV. I think those are all real. Don't miss out on all the awesome benefits for using a VPN. Go to nordvpn.com ifanboy today for a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. The link's in the show notes. Once again, that's nordvpn.com ifanboy. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Um, you ever feel like you really need to get something off your chest? This is this this is a, like a real thing. Like, if you're mad, if you're upset, if uh, if there's something going on, like the I, there's there's often for me an idea. Maybe it's a wrong. Maybe it's a moment. It's it's an injustice. It's something that because you, you keep going on and on over and over in your mind about it, and like that can create anger and resentment or shame, whatever it is. And very often. I have found, I am not a therapist, I have found that when you let it out, when you give it voice, when you say it out loud, um, sometimes it makes you feel better because you've, you've expressed it. And sometimes it makes you realize like, oh, this is not a big deal that I've, it's been stuck in my head. So you give voice to those things um, and it can make you feel a lot better. And shock of all shocks, therapy is one of those things that can help you do that. It can help you be able to say those things in a place where you don't need to worry about the repercussions of it, work your way through it, uh, figure out coping skills, how to get around it, you know, find, find ways to deal with that stuff instead of letting it fester. Um, if you are thinking of starting therapy, uh, if anything I said sounds familiar, you're like, oh, maybe my life would be a little better if I could deal with that kind of thing. You should give BetterHelp a try. It's fully online. It is convenient, flexible. It is suited to your schedule. That's the idea. That's what they're going for. Um, you can fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. That's a big deal. You can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. That that personal connection, I believe, to be super important. Again, I'm not a professional. Uh, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash iFanboy today. You get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash iFanboy. You're listening to Goodfellas Minute 55. <laughs> I know I'd go from rags to riches If you would only say you can Hello, welcome to Goodfellas Minute, the only podcast that analyzes the Mars Christmas picture Goodfellas one shoe shining minute at a time. I'm Connor Kilpatrick, and I'm back from that thing I was doing down there. You're back! I'm you made it. Thing. Take care of that thing? I took care of that thing. All right. And uh, with me is Ron Richards. Hey, welcome back, Connor. And Josh Flanagan. 
Yeah, how you doing, guy? We missed you so much, Connor. Yeah. It's so much that we we, we 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 lacked a major component of the show that we're hoping you can fill. Well, would you like to introduce the guests of the show first before we Oh yeah, let's introduce the guests. Yeah. <laughs> a little hey. respect. <laughs> a little respect. What oh. you, mutt? <laughs> Joining us for the fifth day in a row is uh, Chris Radke from Geek.com. Hello, Chris. Hello, Connor. Hello, everybody. <laughs> this is how we talk to each other when nobody's like, Hello. Oh, Hello. Josh. It really is a pleasure. Will. I've been told, I heard I heard tell that you guys didn't keep track of the fuck count while I was gone doing that thing. So uh, I'll just do that real quickly at the top. We had zero fucks in episode 51. We had zero fucks in episode 52. We had zero fucks in episode 53. It's been the pattern with all the Karen uh, voiceover episodes. Yep. And we, we, we made up for it, though. In minute 54, as Billy Bats and Tommy first uh, meet, we got two fucks. Well, not first meet, but meet, meet again for the first time after the prison. And then in this minute, minute 55, 14 fucks. Whoa! Whoa! I'm sorry, 12 fucks, 12 fucks, 12 fucks. Oh, okay, whoa, all right. Oh, that is shocking. 12 oh. fucks for this minute, 14 for the week, which Excuse brings my our total to 110 fucks, which is exactly two per minute. Wow. Whoa. Yeah, so we're at two per Fuck. minute fucks. Which yeah. really well done, only which... happens whenever Tommy's on the screen. <laughs> so I see a pattern. I'm starting Tommy to see a pattern. Tommy and Sunny Buns. Sunny Buns yeah. is no longer on screen, so now it's all up to Tommy. So this minute starts off with Tommy explaining to Billy that maybe nobody told him that he don't shine snow shoes no more. And uh, it ends with Henry telling Billy, maybe Tommy didn't mean no disrespect. So, lots of suspect grammar in, this, in the beginning and the ending of this. Uh, <laughs> this so there we go. So this is, this is where, really, for me, the double escalation of this scenario. So both of these parties are equally, I think, at fault for this escalating. You have Tommy's insecurity versus Billy's need to assert his power after coming out of prison. Well, we were talking about that yesterday, and the 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 question of the Josh posed the question of uh, if Tommy hadn't asked Billy not to bust his balls, would he not have then told the shoeshine story? And like it's it's you're totally well, that's right. Why it's a double escalation. They both cause right. it to go up and up and up. Yeah, exactly. It just keep it keeps on going. No one person can step away from this. From neither this, uh, neither uh, guy could back down, and neither, and neither guy yeah. could help himself from not backing down. True, right. but Tommy was ignoring uh, protocol. Well, we we know that. Yeah, but this is you know it's a it's it's an organization. Right. You got to obey the rules. You got you have to you have to show the respect. You have to kiss the ring. Right. Uh, he's blatant. But that's why Tommy was so feared, though, because he wouldn't follow the rules. He would do anything to anybody. Yeah. Yeah. It's a real fucking arch criminal. This guy. I, I think real that, Irish I, hooligan. I, I think that it's a real nice touch when you know. So we come out of you know the last minute. Bats tells the whole shoe sign story, and then this minute starts with with Tommy saying, "Oh, maybe you didn't hear. I don't shine shoes no more." And it's a slow zoom on Tommy, right? And then it cuts back to Bats, and it's a lock shot. There's no zoom, and every time they cut back to Tommy, the zoom just continues in, and it just ratchets up the kind of the tension, you know. And and uh, it, like it's a subtle, you know, a subtle camera movement to balance out what is actually happening. Yeah. It's interesting. Okay. The, the, there's a there's there's Tommy's fuse, yeah, getting closer and closer as he boils over, and then and then, and then Billy is the rock. Billy's standing. Yeah, he yeah. is. Billy movable. Billy is not concerned. Yeah. No, Billy. He's telling everybody, "No, no, take it easy. Don't get nervous. Don't get. Right. There's nothing you need to worry about here. This is just the shoe shine kid." Yeah, and they all they all drink. They all you know like it, and and it's diffused. But goddamn, Billy's got to have the last word. Tommy, 
Tommy yeah. does try to de-escalate. You have yes. to give him credit there. Yes. And I, I was, I watched it again. Like, did he, did he really do that? Yes, he tried to get out of it. He can only do so much, though. With he, and he looked thing. exhausted. Well, I mean, yeah, it's really hard. Reaction, it's a lot out of him. You know, obviously he was right there. Yeah. And and he took everything he had, and then Billy blew it. Yep. Well, Billy had to he had to save face in front of mustachioed Kevin Pollock and Al Pacino and Tipico. <laughs> Good. Oh, Connor, well done. Wow. <laughs> Let's talk quickly about the actor who played Billy Bats, Frank Vincent, who was born in 1939 and is currently 76 years old. He was born in North Adams, Massachusetts, but was raised in Jersey City, New Jersey, where he became a young childhood friend of Joe Pesci. As we discussed earlier in the episode, we talked about Joe Pesci. He and Joe Pesci were in a comedy duo called Vincent and Pesci together. <laughs> Which Imagine going to see that comedy duo. My goodness. <laughs> well, that, that that doesn't really have a payoff until years later. Well, like you're <laughs> watching this movie and you go, "Why does this feel so familiar to me?" <laughs> Do you remember that? Well, remember that their, their <laughs> collaboration did pay off for them because they starred together in a movie, a low-budget gangster film called *The Death Collector*, uh, that Robert De Niro saw. He told Martin Scorsese about these two guys, and they ended up in *Raging Bull*. Nice. Vincent's second role ever was in Raging Bull. He's had 83 credits, mostly gangsters. Good, a good high percentage of gangsters. And most people probably know him as Phil Leotardo in The Sopranos, although he auditioned for Uncle Junior. Oh, wow. Yes. Mm. He didn't get Uncle Junior supposedly because David Chase thought they had too many Goodfellas actors in prominent roles already. They did. That, that was a problem. That was a correct instinct, David Chase. <laughs> so, Frank Vincent. <laughs> Huh. Wow. Can, and can play, and most anything? recently in those terrible Sean Combs vodka ads where he's, yes. he he compiles an all-star crew of of <laughs> rat packers and then invites Frank Vincent along. Some sort of strange new age rat pack going on. I totally <laughs> forgot about with the with, guy from Grey's Anatomy. Yes. With Aaron Paul is in yes. there too and it's like and you know, yeah. and I could see all those those young, you know, those young stars sitting around. Like, who can we add to add some gravitas to this? You know, the guy from The Sopranos. <laughs> <laughs> well, because because I feel like the, his entire career was defined by this scene. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think like Frank Vincent's wife is is sick of hearing him go? You know, I could have played a romantic lead. <laughs> <laughs> like she's just been listening to it for. 30 years and yeah. I used to do comedy. Joey and I used to do comedy. <laughs> it was all heavily Italian based comedy. <laughs> like Pat Cooper shit. Do you think <laughs> do you think he's resentful at De Niro's career as a comedian for the past 15 years? De Niro, one of the not funniest people ever. <laughs> so, so he watches Meet the Parents and he's like, that could have been me. That could have been me. <laughs> I'm funnier than Bobby. This is bullshit. <laughs> And then he punches the desk. Exactly. That's funny. Like, like, like that. This is ridiculous. How can he keeps getting these roles? <laughs> his, his kids come over with the grandkids and they go, Ma, what's the matter with that? It's like, oh, he saw me meet the parents again. <laughs> <laughs> he was up for the intern. Bobby got it again. Bobby keeps stealing his roles. <laughs> Shh, family goes to the up. movie. They see the trailer for Meet the Fockers. They're like, oh, Oh no. <laughs> oh, no. He's, oh, no. He's got to storm out like every time. Like, <laughs> this is bullshit. <laughs> it's been He's 15 years, out. Frankie. Let it go. <laughs> <laughs> he's bigger than you. I'm sorry, but he's bigger than you. I'm as good as him. Frankie, why can't you be happy with what you got? Ah. Uh. <laughs> 
I could have done that Dudley Do-Right movie. You know it. I was there for a callback. It could have been me. Oh, man. All right. Did we create our first character? Oh, we might have. Mrs. Mrs. Vincent. Bernadette Vincent. (laughs) An angry Frank Vincent. This is bullshit. (laughs) Fucking Bobby. Oh, man. So so uh, going back to Frank Vincent, as we found out, there's there's a bunch of lines in this movie that we quote and think that they're saying one thing. And I'm not sure if we got it right or not. <laughs> going going back to the, to, to the midnight day man. <laughs> and so and so after Tommy reacts violently to uh, Billy Bats saying, go get your shine box and he throws the glass. And he's and Henry's got to hold him back, and Henry, you know Tommy wants to fight him, and Billy Bats is urging him on, and he goes, "Come on, you you, you fucking field strong." And, and for years, I thought it was field strong, like the soccer field strong, but I think he's saying you feel strong. You feel strong. Just, just, yeah. Like what do you feel strong? Yeah, but in my head, that it's whole, like that whole improv rage of Joe. Pe- he's just he's saying weird shit. I mean, they feel like, what are you talking about? Field strong and mutts. Like who's, who's yeah. He's, these things. Tommy calls him a fucking mutt. mutt. Motherfucking mutt, you, <laughs> you. Mutt. That that to me is the those whatever those sounds that he makes there. That is the perfect sound to indicate somebody getting mad quickly. You and know. losing their shit. Completely. Yeah, I, 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 it's I I want that. Like that's a gif I need to keep on my desktop. Is him just losing it there because it's so useful in so many ways. I love it. <laughs> But then again, you you have you have quick to act. Henry gets him out the door, and then immediately is placating Bats, saying, he's the, he's the "Well, they knew. He's the peacemaker. Yeah, they knew. And he's, they, I'll be back. They saw I it take coming. This brought home, and I'll yeah. be back. Keep him here. Take it easy. Don't, a, don't be nervous. Keep rough date. What do you think? What do you think? The the walk to the car. Uh, my note just, here is oh <laughs> poor Lisa. <laughs> this, <laughs> poor Lisa. This is the saddest Lisa since Steve Jobs' daughter. Oh, <laughs> just sad Lisa. <laughs> she thought she, she just went for a nice dinner. Doomed. She's like, I met this really nice guy. He's not very tall, but he's got a lot of money. He's Italian. <laughs> he's Italian. A lot of spirit. I get these foamy green drinks with him. They're great. <laughs> he looks a lot older than he is. <laughs> he's only 20. It's a rough 25. He's a, he's a rough 25. <laughs> he's only 20, but he's got a face like a catcher's mitt. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, someday Lisa's gonna go watch Braveheart, and she's gonna go. Yeah, this all makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that when, when he throws, when Tommy throws the glass at the bar. Which, by the way, not very good to behave in Henry's bar. Henry's bar. bar. Right. He throws the glass at the bar. Lisa is in mid sip and nearly does a spit take as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lisa. I think it's some sort of like what is that mint liqueur? Like I don't. What is she? It's drinking? like a it's like a Midori sour, but yeah, maybe that. Yeah. Oh man, it's like a anyway. foaming Midori sour. Yeah. So, <laughs> all right. Well, I got nothing else other than the field. It's just scope, <laughs> vodka, and Sprite. <laughs> scope. <laughs> scope. It was, was nineteen seventy. You a lot of scope. That. Listen, exactly. every bar in Queens had a big bottle of scope, scope. behind the bar. <laughs> <laughs> The guy, the bartender at the suite was like, hold on. And they brushed their teeth with topol. Right. 
<laughs> the smoker's tooth polish. Taking down a, down a can of tab. That's Topol and some scope. Scope. And that's how you make a foaming Midori Sarah. <laughs> Josh, anywhere, any more notes in this minute? You know, I, I don't think I do. Is I was finishing it up and, and I thought, well, that's unfortunate for our guest because a really interesting thing is about to happen and you don't get to talk about it. So sorry. Right, you know, it was, it was, yeah, I was all geared up. I was like, yeah, I got, oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, but we, we, I neglected. got the blowjob. Yeah, you did get the <laughs> Before we end and move on to that next segment, Ron, I got one more, one more fun fact for the week. Ooh. I'm sure you guys kept up on the fun facts. Although I was going to do the one subtly. So the fun fact is that one of the earliest known photographs is called Paris Boulevard, and it was taken in 1839, exactly 100 years before the birth of Frank Vincent. And it was taken by uh, Louis-Jacques Malne de Guerre, and it featured a shoe shiner. Oh. Wow. Wow, you, you fun facts are just uh, overarching. On the that was a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> it featured a boy in a Paris Boulevard shining someone else's shoes. Which was hard because back then the, the the exposure took like fifteen minutes, so he had to hold it for a long time. Would the shoes look like mirrors? Mirrors, yeah, well, <laughs> like <obviously>. fucking mirrors. <laughs> so, so Chris, uh, t- so tell us about the first time you saw Goodfellas. Ha! Huh. Well, there's a bit of a lead-in, right? <laughs> Great so, course. So, yeah. <laughs> so the up. first time I saw yeah, buckle up. First time I saw Goodfellas was I was a freshman in college, and it was with my sweet mates. And someone had... It's a word I haven't used since yeah. the late 90s. <laughs> sweet mates. We hung out at the sweet bar. And uh, there was... This is one of the... Goodfellas, was, if you remember, was one of the first DVDs released. And it was yes. a Warner Brothers DVD release. This has come up. Oh, and it was a two-sided... For a yes. the, the two-sided DVD, yep. yep. The two-sided you, you DVD. You were saying something about your sweet mates, and then you said... There was, and I thought you were going to name several people. Yeah, uh, I, I was just about to go. I was like, yeah, was, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to self-edit. Um, the pot guy. But it was, <laughs> and it was a... What, it was, Dave. Well, the interesting thing was I had seen it, but the year before, my, in the, the, uh, the summer before college, my girlfriend, senior year in high school, was Scorsese's goddaughter. Whoa. Her father... <laughs> was Scorsese's first cousin and her and her parents her parents had split up she was born and raised in Manhattan moved out to Long Island with her mother and stepfather and the dad stayed in the city and all as we dated in our you know my senior year of high school her father was sick and over the course of our, our of our time together the old man passed away and it was very sad. It was, it was, you know, it had to be the rock there. So we had, our, you know, the guy's funeral was on Staten Island, where their family was from. So it was me, my girlfriend, and her mother, the uh, the ex-wife of the deceased, and Mrs. S. Mrs. S. was one of the like, was a cool mom. Like Mrs. S. and her her husband were just terrific. They were like you couldn't ask for better parents of your high school girlfriend. She let her bring her boyfriend to the funeral. She let her bring that. They, they loved me. We had, it was great. It was all wonderful. They're all great, wonderful people. Nothing bad to say about any of these folks. But Mrs. S was, and she was, she, and she, you know, she was, she was cool. So we're at the, they were at the funeral, and Mrs. S and I are sitting in the last row in the far back, and it's an Italian funeral, and it was very sad, and everyone's, oh, duh, you know, and they're, they're going through the whole thing. And I would say, like, three quarters of the way through the whole thing, Scorsese walks in and 
he kind of bursts in. He's got this overcoat on. I mean, it was and and I didn't quite. But at this time, I didn't quite comprehend who he was in terms of, you know, like years later. Culturally. My, yeah, culturally. I was like, oh, yeah, it's that guy who did the black and white boxer movie. <laughs> and completely, I mean, like I, I, I knew he was a thing and I'd seen some of his movies, but they were they were kind of lost on me. The cab um, driver from that movie. The cab driver. Doesn't he, you know, he's the, he did that movie about Alice, the, the waitress. So he bursts in and he runs up. And me thinking I'm like you know, a you know trying to be funny or what I don't know what the fuck I was thinking at the time, but I lean over to Mrs. S who's next to me and Mrs. S is you know she's it's her ex husband you know she spent time she has a kid with this guy, and I lean over I'm like I guess now would be a bad time to and and she oh, knew God, I, was, I can hear it and and she knew oh, it was going geez. and she just looked at me she's like no and it was like the look like she literally turned to me was like. No. And it was like, oh, okay. I realized that was a bad, bad thing to do. But so Scorsese comes in, says peace, shakes in people's hands, gives hugs, you know, and, 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 and then he's gone. Zip. He's out. The limo's waiting for him. He's in, he's, he's, he's Splitsville. Wow. But afterwards at the, you know, at an Italian funeral, afterwards you go back to somebody's house and you eat. I think all funerals kind of have that. At the, his Scorsese's mother was there, and no, and the, and she <laughs> and this is and this is like I think I believe my if my memory either Goodfellas was in theaters or was just coming to theaters, I can't recall that much, but um, I remember distinctly her sitting there saying. Oh, and Bobby was there, and I cooked them peppers and eggs, and they shot this whole thing at the place. They keep, and she's talking about the scene in Goodfellas where they're having breakfast that's coming up. Uh, and and, and hearing, one, of, one, of them, one of them didn't talk very much. He was very quiet. <laughs> right, exactly. Looks just um, a guy in that scene. Looks just like a guy in the scene we just watched. So, <laughs> and, and it was, and that was the thing. So that's my my. I remember so finally seeing the movie, you know, afterwards and in. in college and then seeing that scene where she's it was feet i was like oh shit that's that the old lady that was sitting there at the funeral oh my god i, I and should then, have asked for that autograph right exactly. excellent film exactly wow so that's my that's my goodfellas story my uh, the the brush with death and martin scorsese that that is up there with we were so uh, Gabe Hardman, a former guest, had a, he took a meeting with Robert De Niro once. That was the closest, but you you were in the same room as Marty. I was in the same business. room Marty, at a funeral as he, as he mourned over the death of his first cousin. And it was was, uh, was was Ileana Douglas with him, his girlfriend? No, he came in. As far as I could tell, he came in by himself. You know, all I remember is a black overcoat, and uh, and that was that was a th- the uh, the thing. So it was yeah, it was it was. And I've always thought about that. I was like, oh, my God, that was crazy. I had no idea what was going on at that time. Um, Uh, Connor, that might beat your escalator ride with Marty. Oh, yeah. I didn't. Yeah. 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 There was no (laughs) mother. You took an escalator. escalator. Yeah. You know, know, uh, Connor, you can tell it. We told it before. But the the theater on uh, 14th Street in in, uh, Manhattan, the uh, the Union Square, just south of Union Square. I was coming out of was it was it wasn't Batman Begins, was it? It was it was around that time. There's a big crowd of people in the in the uh, little hallway between the theaters and the escalators, and I was annoyed, so I went around them, and, and it was a crowd because Scorsese was there for something, and he was posing for photos, and then at that moment he stopped, and he also headed for the escalators. So we ended up walking side by side, 
about 30 feet to the escalators. Also, Connor's a tall man, and Martin's yes. a I'm 6'3", he's you? not, and... Uh, Connor, was it in the winter? Were you wearing your overcoat? I might have been wearing a black overcoat. Yeah. Is he also wearing a black overcoat? There's a <laughs> right. That's what I'm saying. And like, like for a moment, people might have thought you were his bodyguard. <laughs> and then so he ended up going. I let him go in front of me, and I ended up going down behind him on the escalator. And then there was all a bunch of paparazzi at the bottom, and it was very. It's a very long escalator because you're like you're like somewhere three stories there. Up. Are... Somewhere in a, on wire image, there's a picture of but you I'm... in the background. Oh, I want those paparazzi photos of, of Marty coming out of an escalator and a, and, a, and a, 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 a curious Connor Kilpatrick behind him. A hulking bald man. <laughs> An overcoat. Oh. There you go. So what about the movie? <laughs> <laughs> the movie. You're a fan. You're here. You seem to know it. <laughs> oh, oh, the movie. Yeah. Yes. So <laughs> So my memories of Goodfellas. Oh, I really loved the movie. It was great. It was on two. Cool. It was on two sides. You had to flip it over. Uh, the flipping over that drove me crazy. I remember that was one of the first DVDs I bought, and I was incensed. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. Was as, it was as if I was personally insulted. I'm like, I gotta flip this movie over, and you got to read that little ring around the center. Yes, like, make like, sure you get the right because to see what side it, it was. Yeah, oh, put it God. in, go back, sit down. Is it, is it side one up or side one down? Right. Oh man, it wasn't so clear. annoying. I'm glad that we've evolved. Yes. Oh, yeah. Then he goes and he puts out Gangs of New York on two discs. Yeah. <laughs> two full discs. Two discs. Two discs. Where we are here? <laughs> two discs? I gotta... <laughs> I work all day. I gotta come home to this! <laughs> I just side-look. All right. Well, well, thank that, you. Is that it for minute 55? That is. We're not done yet. No, no, no. Tune in Monday for minute 56. We find out what happens... Next. I don't know what happens next. I've never seen this movie You'll, before. <laughs> You'll find out. So until then, you can check us out on Twitter at Goodfellas Minute and on Instagram and Facebook at Goodfellas Minute. And you can find all our episodes at GoodfellasMinute.com. Uh, Chris, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on the Twitter at uh, Radke327, R-A-D-T-K-E-327 on the Twitter. And, and Geek.com, I'm behind the scenes over there. But please come visit and embrace geek culture nerds and, and we can hear you occasionally on star wars minute right? oh yeah star wars minute i will uh i will be showing up uh, again when they they're making a terrible terrible mistake yes stupid prequels i'm pro the prequels i'm pro it i'm excited no they're making right a now. horrible mistake and at some yeah. point i will i will show up on that nonsense and uh and tell them how just they've made the wrong choices in their lives <laughs> haven't we all i'm not <laughs> exactly. to disagree exactly <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me, guys. It was a real treat. I love this movie. It speaks to me and my people, like few movies do. And uh, it was it, a real thrill. The Italian ownership of this movie continues. Oh yes. my God! There's a few things that give us more pride than this movie, <laughs> which, which really disturbs Josh. Yeah, to be honest. If we're being <laughs> oh, the whole the whole thing. You recognize they're criminals. It's true. They just were cut, they were just cutting a couple of corners, Josh. Come on, they're making their way in the world. It was just it was just the, for guys who couldn't go to the cops. That's all it it's was. It's a tale of American ingenuity and entrepreneurialism. That's that's what it is. Anyway, they just wanted fresh bread. So if you want to show, show your support bread. to the show, you can go to patreon.com/gfm and or you can go to goodfellowsman.com/support where you can shop via Amazon. But if you go to patreon.com slash gfm and you are a patron of $5 or more, you get your very own mob nickname. And if you listen to the show, you know, every Friday we like to bestow a nickname on one of our patrons. This week we're talking about Adrian Zaslona. And Josh, do you want to read his little note to us since he's Australian? Yeah. 
Is he, is oh, please don't. Please no, don't. I'm not going to. Thank you. <laughs> hey, Dain. Oh, God. <laughs> I intended to do mob speak for this whole email, but I've been up for four days and I can't stretch my imagination beyond the idea. I put in my Patreon money $10 just because I wanted the name. It's working, guys. <laughs> really cool idea. If possible, could I get my newborn son a mob name instead? His name is Felix James Zeslona. Really enjoying the podcast. I've been listening to it on repeat, and it's one of the things that's kept me sane. Sounds like somebody has a new baby. Well, for, yeah, first off, Adrian, are you okay? Do you need help? <laughs> Four days. Hey, you broke your cherry. <laughs> Do we want to break the rules and give his son a mob nickname? Yeah, why not? Get one. He can, I, he, can, he can gift it to whoever he wants. No, the kid's got to put the 10 bucks in. Yeah. <laughs> Technically, it's his money. I feel like the kid didn't agree to this. Well, it's like it's like a, it's like a, it's, it's like a it's a birth gift, you know. Like it's yeah. a, I don't know. Oh, all right. Well, there's really uh, one. I, okay, I, I, please don't let me interrupt. But there's there is an obvious name for this kid. The yeah. dingo. Dingo. <laughs> it's terrible. You just this guy's crying right now. Listen to this. He's I like know. they went there. They totally went there. That's what we do. What's the obvious, <laughs> obvious joke? Chris, what's the obvious name that 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 Josh? Felix, did? baby. Baby Felix. Baby Felix. <laughs> baby Felix. Baby Felix Aslona. Wow. It's, it's Baby Felix or Little Felix. Or Little Felix. Little Felix or Baby Felix. He needs a shirt with the puffy iron on. Baby also. Dingo? <laughs> the no, Baby no dingo. dingo. We're not doing the Dingo. Baby uh, <laughs> Bloody Joey. I was going to say something like the cat because Felix the cat, but I don't know. Yeah. I like, I like Baby Felix. Or Butch the Hat. Is Baby Felix too on the nose? Little Felix, little Felix. It is, but it isn't. You missed the discussion about about the baby and little. It was, it was little Jimmy's birthday party earlier this week, and then I revealed that I was called Baby Ronnie. <laughs> the, 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 and you had a shirt. You're not going to that one down, by the way. Yeah. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. I still, I still, I'm still not living it down with my whole family. So. Like I said, I'm still wearing that shirt. <laughs> oh God, if I had it, I would. I don't see should that be, working out. Should it be Felix the baby? Is that more interesting than Baby Felix? Felix the baby. Well, it doesn't play into the son naming game, but it sounds mobstery. Well, because Ron was baby Ronnie because his dad was Ron. Right. True. But this one, baby. he's not named after Adrian. Right. Saying. So maybe it's so maybe they need some kind of Australian signifier. Not the dingo. Uh, <laughs> dingo. No, I think it was the a Barbie. bad idea. It, listen, it made him Felix isn't isn't a very Felix is not a, an Italian name. I, I, Phil, isn't? Phil would be. Well, would be well, what's, what, no, what's funny? It's funny you say that because I'm literally looking. Uh, there's a website that lists all the known, if there was a mafia, the known mafia nicknames that are out there, and there was one Felix Aldericio whose nickname was Milwaukee Phil. <laughs> See, oh. Phil. Yeah, that's how they do it. So if I think Phil is probably the right way yeah. to go. Yeah, baby Phil, baby Phil, baby Phil, baby Phil, baby Phil. I'm there you go. It's going in the books, baby Phil. In the books, we opened it up. Hey, pop your cherry. No such thing as the mafia. So thank you, Adrian, for for becoming a patron. If you want to become a patron and get your own mob name, go to patreon.com slash GFM and donate at the proper level, which you'll see all on that page. Adrian, you get to be the dingo. <laughs> Adrian's the dingo. Yeah, Adrian's the dingo. There you go. Yeah. Here comes baby Phil and the dingo. And if you have any questions or anything of note, if they you want... They eat babies! If you want to <laughs> reminisce about <laughs> Long Island, go to contactthegoodfellowsminute.com. And if you're a fan of comic books, please check out our sister site, ifanboy.com, for our weekly podcast where we talk about the newest releases in comic books. And please check out starwarsminute.com. That is 
where the uh, originators of this format are found every, I don't even know. I'm tired. Week, week day, but <laughs> every day when Star every Wars day. is happening. Every it's day like when the... Star Wars is happening. Yeah. Well, that was horrible. <laughs> it's okay. You, really, you need the myself. whole week to warm up to get to this part. I, I know. Yeah. It's, it's, really, it's really warm in here. And, uh, <laughs> I'm sweating onto the microphone. So let's just say goodbye until Monday. Or will I go from a rags to return? My fate is up.